0: I just wonder if there's any battle fighters in the room today I just wonder I came in this morning and I saw a battle fighter sitting in the back pew He had his chest cracked open a month ago He says, God, I'm not done yet God says, I'm not done with you yet there's a battle fighter right there. Is there any other battle fighters in the room today? You know, a lot of us go through a lot of resistance in our lives. We just face every single day. Like Pastor Dave preached last week. Opposition, there's a necessity to that opposition. That resistance continues to build in your life. I'm just wondering if we get up every day looking at the resistance or do we get up every day looking at the opportunity that the resistance is going to give us and the person that's surrounding us and battling with us. just wonder I got a feeling I got a feeling there's people in this room that says I'm not done yet pastor I, I got a feeling there's people here today who says, I, I want to see that victory. The only way you see the victory they just sang about is to fight the battle to get there and not quit. You'll never see it if you stop. No matter what it is, that resistance that pounds at you every single Some of us that are a little closer to the end days realize how important those days are. <laughs> some of those younger ones say, I got all kinds of days. They just don't know. But I tell you what, I'm gonna fight a battle. I'm gonna fight a battle and I want some battle fighters with me today. Right? I want to see a victory. There's a victory standing right here. I want to see more victories. I want to see victory after victory after victory. Church, raise your hand to heaven and say, God, I'm a battle fighter today. Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord God, I pray right now that you continue to flood Cross Point Church with your power. Lord God, as hands are raised and people are praying, Lord God, I pray. Lord God, I pray, don't let it be the end. We're just getting started. Every day is a new day. Your scripture teaches us you have blessed us with today. And Lord God, we're not going to waste it. It doesn't matter what the resistance looks like today. It doesn't matter what the opposition has looked like in the past. But today is another day. And Lord God, I'm going to see the victory. I look around this church and I see victories after victories. I know those testimonies. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God, that there are people in this room and watching online that set the example for the rest of us. I thank you, Lord God, that there's victory in the room. And that we can look at those victories and we can cry out, Lord God, thank you. There's victory in the room. Lord God, I pray and thank you for my victories today. Lord God, I pray right now the power pour out on this place like it does in all other places that you so ordained, Asbury, Kentucky and the ones throughout the nation and throughout the world that you have decided that those are those locations that you will pour out your spirit. Lord God, in Jesus' name, let it be Crosspoint Church, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name, I pray. And all of Cross Point Church screams, amen. Give him praise today, church. Give him praise. Have a seat and greet somebody next to you. You're in the right place. You give me a few days off, spend in the hospital with my wife, and look what happens. <laughs> How are you doing, dear? <laughs> she doesn't work. She's out of breath. You want to take a break now? She alright? On a prayer chain, you know that my my wife was on in the hospital for a couple of days while we are away. It just seems like she just likes to hang out there when we go away. I've decided we'll just stay here and go. No, to the
1: usually hospital. it's you that likes. To <laughs> well, not lately.
0: <laughs> not <laughs> lately. I felt left. Out. I fought my battles there, sister.
1: <laughs> I was feeling left
0: out, so I thought. Thank
1: <laughs> you. Our goal is always to meet our deductible. Oh, uh, we meet our health
0: deductible every year. It's no big deal, right? We budget the health... No, it's not the deductible, it's the out-of-pocket. Okay, yeah. It's the total out-of-pocket. I hit that last year on February 10th, <laughs> <laughs> because I was in the hospital so many times. But hey, another battle, another victory. What do you think? That's right. Hallelujah. Hey, welcome to Crosspoint Church. Mm-hmm. You are in the right place if you're watching online. You're certainly watching the best church here in the state of Ohio. We just love you. We have a great church here at Crosspoint. If you're watching on the Facebook side, hit the share button. Bottom right hand corner and you will share that broadcast right to your private fee like i did this morning and bless as many people as you possibly can with the gospel of jesus christ right amen amen
1: and if you are a first time guest or visitor here today at Cross Point church welcome we are so glad you're here we hope you feel at home and welcome we hope you stopped by the cafe and got some goodies but we want to be sure that you do not leave without a very special gift because you are a VIP to us today. So if you would do us a favor, there is a VIP connect card in the seat back pocket right in front of you. If you would take a minute and fill that out and take it to the Welcome Center on your way out, you will get a gift box if you didn't happen to get one on your way in. In that gift box is some information about us and what we believe and the opportunities here. And some goodies, and last but not least, a gift card to Chick-fil-A for a free lunch on us. So please make sure you take a chance to fill that out and pick that up at the Welcome Center. And if you happen to not have a church home, if you are seeking a place to call home, we would love to have you prayerfully consider making Cross Point your home. We would love to have you be part of our family. So welcome. Again, we are so glad to have you here. An extension of our worship time is always a time of giving back. And in God's word, he asks for us to give just the smallest portion of the blessings that he gives us back. Oops, I'm losing my headset. So I'm just going to undo it and throw it behind me. Um, we have four different ways that you can give today. You can give online at the website, which is cpoint.church. And then there's instructions there on how to do that. <laughs> Are what? you getting that for me? No, I got it for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, um, the second way, did you know we have an app? That's kind of a joke around here now. We have an app. It's the Church Center app. You can download that app to your smart device, and there it will tell you how to set up your giving. Or if you like to text, you can text the dollar amount to the short code 84321, which should be on the screen over here. Or... If you hate all technology, as I always joke, and some days that's me, we have giving stations. As you leave the sanctuary, you can drop your check or envelope or cash in those giving stations. And if you've forgotten everything I just said, we do have instruction cards at the Welcome Center. You can pick those up, and it'll explain everything I just went over. Now I'm really...
0: <laughs> I missed that. I was picking up. Can you do that, do that again for me? No, <laughs> I cannot. You had a busy week last week. Wow. Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Friday and this week, which is going to be Monday tomorrow night, Journey Night to a Better Way or Better Life here at Cross Point Church. Pastor Mike and Christine Snodgrass leading the table ministry at 6 o'clock and leading CR, Celebrate Recovery, at 7. Brief share starts at 6, uh, 7.30 and then youth had already started at 6.45. Now, I'm getting word back that we've got a whole bunch of kids in our youth program already that is a blessing so if you know somebody in the grades of 6 through 12 that they need blessed through you, to use LG and her team Mike Poling and Caitlin are going to bless them now I don't want to give anything away but I'm going to give it away anyways the PS5s and the Nintendo Switches are in and they are sitting in my office and I heard John mounted some TVs in the youth room I hope those are up because we have some gaming systems that we're going to install this week so kids you are getting ready to be blessed with some fun. So we're just glad that that's going to take place. Then on Wednesday night, right there? Yeah,
1: we missed a couple, but Wednesday I missed, night. I missed something? It's okay, we'll go, back. we'll go back. Wednesday family night is at 7 o'clock. And if you have not yet, you can actually check out our small groups now on the Church Center app. How
0: you oh. I no,
1: because you jumped right into Monday night.
0: Well, I could wait forever.
1: <laughs> so I'm going to jump back to what we missed. Where's Where's the First couple we all, had last week, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Where's Mike First and First of all,
1: if you want to opt into the text alerts, mm-hmm. you can text CP Church to the number two four two five one. That's really important because we send things out all throughout the week, reminders about Monday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, whatever we have going on. So make sure you opt into that. But those of you who has volunteered to help with our Easter egg extravaganza we have another helpers meeting after church today in classroom three if you still want to help and you didn't come to the last meeting you can still go today so i know we will need lots Wait. of help
0: is that so right that's not right i see pastor robin down there giving me the look and i can barely see it. pastor it's Pastor is that not is that not today Okay, so we're yeah. not having a meeting. So
1: never mind. There's no meeting today. You're going
0: to lunch on time today.
1: <laughs> Moving right along. Let's
0: just let Mike and Christine come back. See
1: what happens when you're off for a week?
0: i telling you. I don't remember what to do. We have no idea Who what do. Who am I
1: again?
0: I don't Johnny, know. Did Johnny? I put that in or did you put that in? There?
1: You did It's in
0: the bullet, I think.
1: That's okay. so
0: I just listen to people to tell me what to do. Most of them are women. So, so I'm telling
1: you now. Move I, on to Sunday, March 5th. <laughs>
0: Sunday, March 5th, the annual business meeting is next week. Is that next week? Seriously i'm losing track of time hey when you're in the hospital for so many hours you have no idea what's going on right it's just one of those things next week church is the annual business meeting we're going to be blessed have service here on Sunday morning, just like normal, but then we're going to go down the hallway and go and have a luncheon in the Graver Life Center, and we're going to bless you with a luncheon, because we realized last year when we had an annual business meeting that sometimes it could go a little bit longer than we really wanted it to go, so we thought this year we'll just feed you you know, we'll, we'll get you a bunch of iced teas and coffees, and you know, we have some really cool stuff to eat next week. And you don't want to miss miss that. You're all invited. If you're watching online and you're part of this ministry, you're certainly invited to come in. If you are a member of Crosspoint Church, there are many of you. You're allowed to vote on the new board members. I'll talk about that in one second. Uh, you'll get to vote or vote on anything else that we're voting on. But if you are just an attender, not just, but an attender, but you're not a member, you're certainly welcome to come and stuff your face full of the best food but you won't be able to vote. Now, you won't be able to vote if you're not a member. So you can't apply for membership next week. It's a little late, but you can start that process very shortly. We'll be launching another class. You can become a member. Or if you are attending Assembly of God Church someplace else and you want to transfer membership in, you can do that as well and be recognized immediately. So, I'm name names. Name and names. Name and names gonna name names. Hey, we're gonna talk real quick before we move on about the names for the board nomination process. The board was a handled by the current search board by bylaws are required to select five people to nominate people in the body and they have been doing that for the last many many weeks and unfortunately we had quite a few no's people said no they just weren't feeling led. but we did have quite a few yeses and i'm going to ask those yeses if they are here today now I i'm not sure if they're all here but if you are here today i'm going to ask you to stand up and you recognize diane harlow are you here today i saw you on the platform there's diane in the back Rhonda Greaves is here because she has that first impressions Rhonda, where are you at there she's in the back see the ones that are going to run for board are in the back we're going to change that um harold dyer if you're here today harold harold are you here today i wasn't sure there's harold right there i knew it kurt logenecker are you here today there's kurt standing they're up they're all in the back they're we're all in the back. back church we're going to change that <laughs> al peterson are you here today i saw there's al sort Al's of in the
1: middle in the
0: middle <laughs> Al is our church treasurer um, Justin Gray. I saw Justin. Now, see, the more spiritual ones sit down front. Ooh, he's um, in the front. <laughs> there's, there's Justin. <laughs> and Twyla Brenner. Are you here today? Twyla. Twyla's is. in the back. in the back. Is that her in the back? We're going to change that. I told you three times. Those are your seven <laughs> candidates for board, and you will get to know them even more so next week. We'll have a little sheet for you to review. And we get to chat with them during lunch and whatnot. So these are the people that are nominated to run for church board. There are four church board positions available. We have seven that serve by bylaws. And each year we do have elections. So four one year, three the next. And it alternates like that, they're allowed to serve two years back to back. But then they can run again. You have three that are running again. Kurt's running again. Al is running again. And Rhonda Greaves is running again. They have been serving for the last two years if they win they would have to sit for a year they wouldn't be able to go on to a fifth year but we do have seven and that is a blessing what a blessing now there are churches that can't get people to run at all we get people that could, that feel led to run more many more than we have positions available so this is not a popularity contest but we do vote for them as our bylaws stipulate and we will do that next week while we're eating right yes. all right Anything else there? That's it. That's it. You can take that with you. Thank you. Yes, All right, you don't do forget that bag in the back, right? <laughs> Good morning, Crosspoint Church. Wow, you are looking fantastic. Speaking of looking fantastic, I look over at my Malone students, who I love, and I am seeing something that I just cannot believe. I am just shocked. All those lovely young ladies, and finally, there's a young man sitting over there. Um, you know. <laughs> you are a lucky guy. The, the luckiest guy in the church is sitting right over here right <laughs> right let's give him a round of applause <laughs> wow what a blessing that is right he's got like 10 lovely ladies sitting over there with somebody. and i could hear lg screaming lg and jody right Good morning. Hey, what a great day. Hey, we were away for a few days. Thank you very much. We tried to get some time off. My wife wouldn't allow that. Uh, she decided that she was going to hang out in the hospital for a few days, and we did that. We'll talk about that a little bit. I had to read that all into my sermon today, right? We put that in. Pastor Dave did a wonderful job last week, right? <laughs> wonderful job. You know, he had a lot of nerve. I, I get out of the hospital. We were in the hospital all night. I'll get to that. In, all night Nicole was in the hospital. I get, we get back to our house and we are just exhausted, right? I'm, I was down there playing some baseball, and uh, we just—I was just exhausted, anyways. And my wife had to go to the hospital, and no, she wasn't pregnant. Um, you know, I wish it was kind of it would have been that. Um, there she is. She's looking great for me, just delivering. Um, but um, you know, so we get home at seven o'clock in the morning, and I'm just just whipped. And, we, we turned in for the morning and you know I'm awoken by the sermon on the necessity of opposition you know and I'm watching this from my bedside watching the Dave preach up, up a storm about the necessity of opposition and he kept saying it and saying it and saying it and I just got out of the hospital with my wife for hours and hours and hours and hours and I thought okay wait I get it <laughs> right and assess the necessity opposition three hours later we were back in the hospital <laughs> so more opposition but it was still a good time not the hospital part so. you know i'm just shocked that she's here singing today um she's got an esophagus situation going on we're not exactly sure what's going on there but it's pretty bad um so we just ask for your prayers for her uh, that she continues to heal and they can get the testing done that they need to get done. And let me do a little review as I fly through this, right? Let me do a little review this morning. Dave just did a wonderful job. It is such a comfort for a pastor to be able to leave and go away for a few days. I had not been out of the pulpit for like months and months. Um, and so I just needed uh, some time away. We'll take some time away throughout this year. Um, the board, the current board and the future board, whoever they may be, has this thing that the pastor needs to take some R&R, and I don't I tend to do that too often, too well. But I'm going to try to do better this year. My wife keeps me out of the hospital. Um, I'll do better still. But Dave talked about last week the necessity of opposition. We're going to continue talking about that for the next couple weeks in a series about the necessity of opposition. He laid some powerful foundation and great message last week. And I just feel so led to continue on speaking about that. He talked about trials in your life. There's opposition. There's trials in your life. And, you know, yeah, we've all been through those trials in our lives. He talks about the attacks of the enemy last week. And, yep, yep, we can say that, yeah, the enemy does attack. He talked about other people just mistreating us and, and the opposition that we get from people. You know, he talked about First Peter. We'll get to that in a second and all those dynamics that go on and there's just opposition and you can sit here or watch online this morning and you could just pick out in your head all this opposition or resistance in your life maybe it's at work, maybe it's family, maybe it's some resistance at the church, for whatever reason I hope not, but uh, maybe there is I, I pray not but he went into 1 Peter and he started talking about how Peter wrote about why the people were having opposition in their life they were opposed. They just didn't want these Christians, these new followers of Jesus hanging around. And they were persecuted, driven out of their homes. And he talked about that in detail and how they were just oppressed and they just had this monumental amount of oppression and opposition in their life. It was a lot. Now, some of us think we have it bad, but I don't think it is as bad as what they had it. They were driven from their homes. They just had a lot of situations going on. Peter talked about them as being foreigners from their own home country. They're just foreigners, right? Peter closed the passage talking about we just need more of God's grace and peace. How many can say this morning we just want more peace and grace from God? We absolutely do thought they've had there was persecution and desperation brings desperate dependency on God. When there's this desperate dependency because of the opposition, it seems like the people start praying more. They started to seek God more. You know, why is that? Why does it take God to put us on our knees in opposition before we start seeking Him like we should? I just wish we would seek Him like we should anyways. And then when the opposition does show up, and it will, you would kind of probably just kind of smooth sail through it. A little bit easier than we do when we have to like reclaim some of the lost territory in our spiritual lives because we weren't doing what we should have been doing in the first place right and after the situation that he talked about last week and with a people peter wrote about and you know they weren't so god fearing emperors and whatnot and pastor dave talked about constantine who came on the scene like years and years later the new ruler and, and, and the dynamics changed because now they wanted to be Christian nation. They wanted to have, uh, uh, you know, follow Jesus. Right? And things started to change. The oppression, the opposition wasn't there. Near as much. And things settled down. Because the law of the land was we're going to be believers. And it's kind of funny, though, when the things started to settle down... The people started to not, they stopped seeking like they were seeking before. So the opposition slows, settles, and the pursuit of heaven, God, Jesus, settles. Why is that? Why does it take opposition to make us solid in our faith? That's what started to happen there. Christianity became the religion of the land Persecution started to diminish Dependency and desperation for God also diminished Dave's thought was like this You'll see it on the screen behind me or online It says the more opposition, the more they chased after God The less opposition, the less they chased after God Directly proportionate for one another More opposition, more God Less opposition, less God Why is that? I don't know. It just seems like if we would just stay settled into pursuing heaven with a vigor and maintain a solid prayer life and worship time and time of the word and stay in the house and do all those things that we're called to do and reach the people and do all the things the Bible tells us to do, it just if we would just do that, you know, 100 mile an hour ahead, it seems like when the opposition showed up it would be a lot easier to navigate. Dave talked about some points and let me read a couple of them here he talked about it's just an awesome privilege to be in a position worthy of opposition we had just got out of the hospital last week and I heard that point and I said okay God I'm okay with that three hours later he sent us back to the hospital he said okay God you know right <clears throat> worthy of opposition okay and we literally would start praying and thinking about those words that Dave had just preached on it refines you it strengthens you Attracts a lot of attention. Christian walk. You know, a lot of people are watching you when you're going through some opposition, especially when you're a believer They really believe. Do you really think that I mean let's watch what they do. Let's keep an eye. Your actions speak so much louder than your words. Let's watch them. He talked about the amount of faith in your life determines the amount of your protection during your times of opposition. I say it like this: in the time of peace, you learn about God. In the time of your opposition, you learn about how well you prepared. And we're in the hospital rooms and the doctors and all. It, it was packed. It was big in South Florida. There's a lot of people. It was packed there is favor in the room because they got Nicole and roof really, really quick. I guess her rolling around the floor in pain worked. <laughs> right there? <laughs> That's about what happened. They took sympathy, right? Another point that Dave brought up was trusting Jesus through the times of opposition will result in your ultimate reward. He also talked about our greatest opportunities are often disguised as our greatest opposition. We're going to dive into that today, folks, and let me read you some of the thoughts that Pastor Dave had last week. He said, Genuine faith is proven by standing in opposition while reflecting the light of Jesus. I think he even said the word brilliantly. How long the process takes usually depends on our willingness to yield to God's refinement process. So that, you know, that told me when he was speaking last week, I was learning something, you know, I have a say. I allow it to work quickly in my life I think I I'll get through the opposition a lot quicker if I fight against the resistance and just be that kind of person and scream why why me and do all those things I got a feeling it'll take longer don't raise your hand but I got a feeling there's some people in the room and I'll tell you what your pastor's one of them at times that I just say why and you know just, it just takes a little bit longer he talked about some of the greatest witness will not be anything we say or do, but by simply how we stand up against the opposition. They watch. Another the thought we talked about was as horrific as some things that we face in our lives are. This is his personal quote, I have to I have to come to a place where I say to God, thank you for the privilege of being worthy of the opposition. Dave Kidd. do we feel like that today do we feel like we're embracing the opposition that shows up in our life we're going to talk about that today because this opposition does a couple things it confesses to the enemy of who you are and it confuses the enemy and I love this one and I've repeated it, it attracts the attention of unbelievers love that. How we respond to opposition attracts the attention of the non-believer. Today we're going to talk about and continue with the necessity of opposition. Today we're going to talk about opportunity resistance. Is there an opportunity in the very resistance that shows up in your life either daily, weekly, monthly, whatever? I got a feeling that there's an opportunity there. The problem is we spend so much time fighting the, opposi- the opposition or the resistance that we miss the opportunity. Our energy is focused on the resistance that's coming against us and not looking for the opportunity. I think there's an opportunity there somewhere. In the hospital room, there's opportunity there. Speak the name of Jesus. Pray. There's an opportunity for us, even though they're not being posed. that there's an opportunity for a believer to be around the table at a restaurant and pray. Because people watch. My wife is like a radar. She sees every person in a restaurant that prays before a meal. And she points them out. They're praying. They're praying. They're praying. Look over there. They're praying. What a witness find some. Let me give you a quick little story. You know, many of you know that years ago that my wife and I, especially me, was an entrepreneur. You know, I, I did a lot of business ventures. That was kind of what I was doing, business did ministry, and, and I had quite a few a few success, you know, successful businesses. And, you know, people would ask you, though, all the time, how's it going? Especially when a business is, like, really young. You just started it. They would like, they're waiting for you to say, man, it's just, I can't do it. It's hard, you know. And even at the hardest times, when I was working 70 plus hours a week, and I did for a long time. Why do you think I lost the hair, right? Didn't, no, kids. Yeah, right. And they would say to me, how's it going? My response all the time, all the time, was it couldn't be any better. I could be facing the most resistance and opposition that you could even think of. Like praying on a weekend that we would have enough money come in to make payroll on a Monday morning. That was a frequent thing. Right there? You remember some that years ago? We pray like, oh my gosh. We're not we got and we go to the yeah, the post office, right? Relying on the post if you're in the post office, I'm not putting you down, but you know, you can, you know yeah, whatever. whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we would pray over the mailbox. Like we were. We would put oil on the, on the post office box at the post office and pray that there would be checks in there to make payroll on Monday. And not once ever did God not deliver. But people would always say, how's it going? I would say, it's going great, can't go any better. Even in the worst opposition, the worst times, I would always say, it's great. And I know what you're thinking. are thinking, how could you say that? If that's not true. Hold on. So in ministry, people ask all the time. Now, you're a pa- we have many pastors on staff here, not only main campus, and throughout the table ministries that we have. We've got nine pastors on staff here now, and they have various ministries. The, the reach is one. But we hear it all the time. You know, pastors know this. How's the ministry going? Right? How's it going? It's like this gauge. They want to know. And they gauge it on various things. They ask me how it's going. I say, couldn't be any better. In ministry, I say it like this. I, I answer, it is so good, I'm next to heaven. If it was any better, I'd be in heaven. Even if it's really a struggle, and we're struggling with certain things, or ministry, or whatever it may be, I, I say the same thing. Publicly, I, I say the same thing. Why is that? Well, if it's going really super great anyways... You're telling the truth If it's not going so great And you're in opposition You're living In a season of opposition God has selected you to live In that season of opposition It's still going great But we don't see it like that We see the times of opposition as not necessity like Pastor Dave talked about We see it as an opposition a resistance keep us back instead of why is this happening my mom, I grew up under this you know, we with my mother you know the testimony, no one faced more opposition and resistance than I have ever seen in the face of the planet in my life is my mom she faced opposition but she always came back and said to me as a youngster what is God trying to teach us right now I didn't get that when I was a kid I was saved young, I just didn't understand that. I got mad, I, you know, watching your parent you know, suffer like I did. And you know, but you always come back and say that. Today I get it. Back then I didn't. But today I get it, and I say that things are going great. Not that we don't behind the scenes pray and believe, and as a staff do things, and it is going great. Here. But even when things are struggling at any time god has selected this season this time this opposition to train us and teach us on something and that's a privilege to live there you can stay focused on the opposition the resistance or you can figure out what god's trying to tell you and look at that as an opportunity right we were recognizing that i recognize that I recognize that my joy doesn't come from my circumstances but from the faith and trusting in God and that makes it great. The thought goes like this. You'll see it on the screen. Our greatest opportunities are often disguised as our greatest opportunities as Pastor Dave talked about. And he also talked about this. We have this prayer. I just was, oh, I thought that would, this was great. The prayer that Pastor Dave talked about last week was this is the prayer. Lord, get me out of here. That's the prayer. Except for the young man down here with the little girl. He's not nice spraying that today. But, Lord, get me out of here. I want out of the situation. And the focus on our prayer time is always about get me out. I want out of here. I want done with this. When I just wonder if the prayer would be, Lord, what are you teaching me today? Where's the opportunity in the midst of the resistance? Where's it at? it's there. But I'm so focused on the resistance that I'm going to miss the opportunity and if God reveals to you the opportunity you'll kick yourself for concentrating on the resistance. Hold on. We're just getting started. This word "oppositions" equals resistance. There's some opposing situation going on and it's resisting your moving forward. There's resistance there. My friend, Pastor Andy Warren, says it like this. The proof of God's activity in your life most often will be the resistance in your life. Now, I must have had a lot of activity for God last week because I wasn't sleeping and we were in the hospital so much, right? We him about that. The proof of God's activity in your life most often will be the resistance that shows up. Somebody does not like what you do, in friend. Right? Somebody doesn't like it. Thoughts so like this, church goes, the opposition is the opportunity that brings on more resistance. The opposition is the opportunity that brings on more resistance. Let me give you an example. Let me go into my bag here. And see if I got a little surprise for you. Let me show you something. Let me show you a couple of things here. So, how many know this is? Jonathan, screaming it out. This is rubber band. That a boy. Jonathan, wake up. <laughs> Say rubber band. That a boy. Okay. So this is a rubber band. It's a little bit larger so you can see it online. This is a rubber band. Now, you know, the farther you stretch the rubber band, the more resistance. Right? And the secret to the rubber band manipulation is not to break it, right? Am I speaking this right? Right? That is going to break if I go much further. That's a, that's a decent amount of resistance, right? That's pretty... Here, let me put this on your head for a second. <laughs> right? You get to that point and it just stops, right? And if you keep using it so much, it's going to do what? And what do you do when the rubber band breaks? You go get a new rubber band, right? And you get a bigger one. It can take more resistance. Church, this is your life. You get a bigger rubber band. it has more resistance. It bigger rubber this much, and you get there, and it, it, you you hold it there. You don't want to break it, and you get so far because the resistance makes you stronger, right? And you get to that part, and you say it's not helping the situation any longer. I got to do something, right? You could. It, it's just it's just gonna wear out. I got to get myself a bigger rubber band, right? I got to get myself a bigger rubber band. Right? So you, you go back and you say, hey, I'm going to get myself another rubber Right, hey. Now they come in colors. You get yourself a rubber right? band. You get yourself a bigger rubber This is your life. There's a lot of opposition in there, folks. But there's some resistance there. Right? Get stronger. The more resistance it shows up in your life, the stronger you get. But unfortunately, some of us can't handle this level of resistance. And the Bible says God will never take you farther than what you can bear. Right? Scripture teaches us that. So you have to learn that that resistance is making you stronger. Right? It makes you now if you're into exercising you know that you use these bands these resistance bands or if you've ever been in therapy anybody ever been in therapy I've been in therapy so much times I lost track so they give you these bands to build resistance to strengthen your muscles right? that's what they do because resistance makes you stronger stay living maybe here and God says no there's more opportunity but the more opportunity is going to take more resistance so he gives you more
1: resistance
0: he allows you more resistance the rubber band gets a little bit bigger there's more resistance some of you are living here there's some resistance you know who you are right it gets a little bit harder. But you know, the more resistance that shows up in your life, the stronger you get. And you notice that the opportunities are pretty good size, unlike the small rubber bands. It's kind of funny that these big rubber bands are held together by little rubber bands. It's crazy, right? The little rubber bands holds together the bigger rubber. So God takes you to this part. And you're looking saying, where's the opportunity here? In my life. It's in here. Where's it at? And some of us find it. In other others don't. We complain about it so much that God says, okay, fine. We'll take you up, a step. We'll take you up another level. More resistance maybe that will get their attention, but there's an opportunity there. And it gets harder. This, this, is, a, this is getting to be some serious resistance. Right? And it gets harder. Are you finding the opportunity in there yet? The resistance makes you stronger. See, you think that the opportunity should come with no resistance. The resistance is the opportunity. We're just focused so much on There's no way I can do this ten times Right or there's no more There's no way I can go this another day There's no, there's no way I can go do this another day There's no way I could go through this process any more times And God says well, I want you to go through a little bit more Yeah I can't do it and Then God gets upset And then God says alright come on Let's make it a little harder for you See we don't figure it out Resistance is the opportunity to grow. as Pastor Dave talked about. To refine your life. And what's going on in your life when you're going through this kind of resistance? Now, you know, I had even a bigger band. I had the monster rubber band. It's my baseball rubber band that I used to stretch. It hails, it dwarfs this one. Because I use the biggest and the strongest for the most resistance. Because years and years and years of playing baseball, I have very strong legs because I catch. And I need the biggest and strongest rubber band to do the exercises. I could almost I could snap this one in half with my legs. I kid you not. I had but a friend of mine took my baseball bag back up to Ohio from South Florida last week and I had the rubber band in there. And I didn't realize I didn't have the big monster one until last night. But hey, this is big enough. Right? That's some serious resistance. That's some serious opportunity. Let me give you something that you're really going to understand. You know, these pro athletes, you see the football players, you see the baseball players. How many are happy the baseball's coming here? You yeah, know, give me an amen. You betcha. I love football, but I love baseball. But it's amazing because what you see on the field, is not the resistance that the professional athlete went through in the off-season. Because I used to do that years ago, I'm going to explain to you how this works. What happens is during the season, a professional athlete is demonstrating the resistance training that they went through in the off-season. When a professional football player, baseball player, basketball player, whatever, they go through the season, and at the end, they do the exit interview season's over. Whatever level they, championship or not, they, they all go through the interview. And we would sit down and they would explain to us what they saw on film. You can't hit the slider to save your life. This is about true. <laughs> so in the off season, you have to train on the very resistance that you face. And then the next season they would come in and they had spent a sizable, considerable amount of time training against the resistance of the opposition in their previous season. When you see them that next year, that's why the same team never wins the Super Bowl, back-to-back. It's the reason the same baseball team never wins the World Series. Same players, mostly, a lot of times. But the training was different in the offseason. And the opposition look like this and so they trained against that resistance that opposition to come out in the next year having gained victory over the resistance that they were under the previous year and they trained that way i know for fact we trained that way but then the next season something really amazing happens there's other opposition there's other resistance which means there's more opportunity. To do what? To go back and train against that resistance. To do what? To get better. What's that mean? And your spiritual walk. Exactly what that Pastor Dave said last week. To refine you. To strengthen you. And to attract attention. The unbeliever watches. Right? They target that future resistance, that training, based on the previous season's activity. The opposition exposes weakness the future resistance corrects the weakness the more times you use this band the more times you're going to strengthen your physical life if you stayed on the small band you'll only get so far and you'll max out and you won't be able to go any further that's why there's different bands and they go way, way, way up, right? because some people can do that the thought goes like this, you're safer on the sidelines but that's not what God built you to do God didn't build you as a person to remain on the sidelines, God built you, develops you, refines you, strengthens you so you are in the action to do whatever it is, the action of opposition 1 Corinthians 16, 5, 3, watch what happens here Paul says, I'm coming to visit you after we've been in Macedonia for I'm planning to travel through Macedonia perhaps I'll stay with you for a while Paul is going through missionary journeys, establishing churches. He says, possibly all winter. I don't know. Then you'll send me on my way to the next destination. This time I don't want to make a short visit, as I've done in the past. That's what that means. And then go right on. But he says, I want to come and stay a while. However, I can only stay a while if the Lord allows me. How many times do we say that? I'll do it as long as. God allows me in the meantime he says listen in the meantime I will stay here this is where he's writing from Ephesus until the festival of Pentecost I'm going to hang out here I'm going to hang out here but I'd love to see you and hang out with you a little bit more than I had in the past I want to spend some time with you through the winter I want to fellowship with you I want to have some relaxing times with you let's do this however I can't do that until God says I can for the meantime I'm going to hang out here why Church, you're going to see something here that you have maybe never saw before, ever. Watch what happens. Paul is just willing to see those in Corinth that he knows and stay with them when his duties permitted it. Watch what happens in 1 Corinthians 16. 9. He says this. There is a wide open door for a great work here in Ephesus, although many oppose me. Decision time. Opportunity meets resistance in one scripture. There's a wide open door for me to preach Jesus here at Ephesus. There's so many people that need me to stay. What a huge opportunity knowing if he stays there's going to be major opposition and resistance. But the opportunity doesn't show up until he stays. If he leaves, no opportunity opportunity meets resistance decision time church we can't launch another campus, we can't do this, we don't have the ability to do it but God decision time, opportunity meets resistance and Paul says it already in verse 8 in the meantime, I'm hanging out here I'm staying they're going to oppose me but the opportunity is too great to miss I'm staying I want to go and hang out with you guys but the opportunity is too great the resistance is going to be great but I can't miss the opportunity I got to stay that is your life every day that is your life every single day opportunity meets resistance what do you decide to do on one hand there are these fields White with harvest This is him speaking I got all this opportunity I got people that can't sleep They need me to speak Jesus to them Or I could go hang out with my friends And just chill He sees the opportunity And the success of that opportunity And he's got a labor for it Thoughts like this church God will grant you success if you're willing to endure the resistance The problem is Many people don't want to endure the resistance I'm going to stay living here they want to be here why it's easy I've mastered this pastor I'm good at this I don't have to go any further this is this is it I'm good God says I don't want you to really be there I want you to be like Paul lots of resistance for lots of opportunity it's going to be hard but I know you for that God wants you here the guy doesn't want you to settle just because it starts to get easy because okay, there's another opportunity but that opportunity requires some resistance and opposition I want you there and if you don't go there folks, you'll never know what the victory is until you get there and if you stop at the red band you'll never know what the green band had for you see the opportunity is in your
1: resistance
0: we focus on opportunity, not resistance the closer you get to the finish line, the more resistance you're going to encounter. But the finish line is your ultimate reward, just like Pastor Dave spoke of last week. Church, you were built for this. The thoughts like this, necessity of opposition, is that it creates the very opportunity you seek, which then leads to more resistance that ends up to be more victories. I don't know about you I don't want to sit on the victory from yesterday On the red band I want to live into a green band I want to live for more opportunity But that's more resistance, that's okay Lord God, if it takes resistance To get me to more opportunities Send me I want to go I want to be the guy Send me You want to be the Paul I'll hang out here Boy, they don't like me here But I'm going to stay anyways Because they need me here they need me here. I've got something that they don't even know I have. They, I've got something that I've got to say. I gotta preach. I gotta give them something. I gotta give them Jesus. They don't even know they need him. And to find a person that says they don't want Jesus. Nicole's in the hospital. And my baseball seems texting me. Unbelievers. Pastor, we're praying for your wife. It attracts. Attention, folks. The resistance attracts attention. When I have unbelieving baseball players sending me text messages that they are in prayer, they will pray. Why? They can't do anything else. They're powerless. But they recognize an opportunity. Even though they only really believe in. That's the necessity of all this issues. When God opens a door for you, that's the opportunity. It will be met with resistance. Matthew 7, 7, watch what happens here. Keep on asking. I love this scripture, I use it. And you will receive what you're asking for. Keep on seeking and you'll find what you're seeking. And keep on knocking and the door will be opened. What does that mean? That means that's the prayer of faith, of resistance. Why? It says you have to keep doing it. Keep doing it for what? Because there's resistance there, Matthew talks about. It doesn't come instantaneously all the time. And if you stop and you don't keep on, you'd never get to the victory. Because you're lost in the resistance and the opposition. Even though the opposition and the resistance is necessary for the opportunity. Why? Why? the enemy will always send resistance when there's a God-given opportunity. Always send opposition when there's a God-given opportunity coming into your life. God's not going to send something into your life that the enemy's not going to look at and say, uh-uh, wait, no. But you're in the decision time. You're the one that says, do I stay in Ephesus and they need me or do I go hang out with my friends back in Corinth? I'm staying hard, but I'm saying give me people like that. Second point goes like this. Many give up when they face resistance. You see, they get to the red band and they can't go any further. It's too hard. They gotta give up. You'll never see the ultimate victory because there's a lot of levels that so God wants you to go. Many give up when facing resistance. Galatians 6.9, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we'll reap the harvest. That's the victory. Don't become weary in doing good. How does doing good make you weary? Resistance and opposition. That's what drains you. It's not the good part that slows you down. It's the resistance of you working to be the good. That's the resistance. Is the resistance worth the opportunity? If you've ever lived something in your life that you, if you wouldn't have endured the resistance to get to the opportunity, you know what I'm talking about. I lived it all too many times. I know. Onward for Jesus. The rewards are certain, even if they're not immediate. You know, you go to war. You're hearing all this stuff about war these days. I'd never remember in history where there is an attack without a counterattack. The enemy always counterattacks. If you're going on the attack, and you're involved in something in your life for Jesus. There's going to be a counterattack. That's the resistance. If you're on a main campus Sunday morning and you're going through church or you're on a Monday night, a, CR or one of the many ministries we do around here or Wednesday night small groups or the tables on Minerva or down in, or up in North Kent, whatever. Youth program, whatever. There's resistance. There's resistance. There's resistance to come to church on a Sunday morning. I don't want to go. I don't feel good. Sometimes you just don't feel good. <laughs> you know, you just can't make it. We get that. That's why we do online. The online is great but it's also not so great. It's great because we allow to bless the people that can't make it into main campus. It's not so great because people don't want to come to the main campus because they watch it online. I don't know about you, but I can't do it. I did it last week and watched Pastor Dave. It was great. But I couldn't do that anymore. I need the fellowship of fellow believers. I need to be in the house right. many give up when facing resistance here's the point for it: God's victory in your life is on full display during your resistance full display Corinthians 15, 57 but thank God he gives us this victory over sin and death through the Lord Jesus Christ what victory? your final reward that Pastor Dave talked about last week final reward you know, getting something that's worth anything is going to take some resistance and opposition to get there. And Paul made that decision that says, I've got to stay in Ephesus because they need me. I'm going to hang out with that ministry because they need me there. God wants me there. I'm not going to abandon that ministry. That's where he called me. Until so he calls me out, I'm staying. I don't care what the resistance is. I don't care what it looks like. I'm staying. I got something wrong That's I got something good." Why do you have something to give? Because God led you there. Right? God led you there. And you have something to offer. It's a matter of resistance or God placed you there. God placed students in this building. God placed you in the house today. God placed you watching online today. That's not by happenstance. That's not by accident. You're watching this today or listening to this today because God wanted you to hear it and see it has something to offer you i don't know who you are but there are somebody buddy there are people the thought goes like this church the necessity of the opposition is that it creates the very opportunity you're seeking which then leads to more resistance which then leads to more victories or more opportunities church you already have a defeated enemy the enemy's been defeated. But he's not in surrender mode yet. He won't be in surrender mode until Jesus comes back. He'll go into surrender mode at that point. And the Bible says that Jesus will bound them up and lock them up for a thousand years. In the Word. Right? Joey, Pastor Joey, give me an amen. Is that what it says? So, bound them up. Hold him for a thousand years, right? Am I speaking it right? So I'm going to give you an amen. I, I got a headache. But there'll come a season. He still hasn't surrendered. He's still not giving up. He surrendered. That's Jesus. I right, where am I going? Well, I'm going to My last chance. The Bible says he, Jesus opens up the door and lets about for a season. The end. Let's him out. And it's not until he's thrown into the lake with fire that he ultimately gives up. See, so surrender is not giving up. Surrender means I'm done for now. It doesn't mean I give up forever. As long as he's prowling around trying to devour you, there's going to be resistance. As long as you're serving a risen Savior, you have victory over the resistance. You got victory. You got chains that can be broken over the resistance. If you're focusing on the chain breaker and not the resistance maker, you're doing great. If you're focusing this morning on the guy that's resisting, giving you the resistance, and you're missing the chain breaker... You're going to be there for a while. I just wonder, is there anybody in the house that said, I'm going to break some chains this morning? Is that you this morning? I think we rally around God's altar at Cross Point Church. And we sing that we're going to break some resistance this morning. And we focus on chain breaking and resistance breaking. We look at the person that can break it all for us. What do you think, church? Stand with me. Let's agree together to be chain breakers. Come to an altar and let that resistance be broken.